Okay, so we are concluding our series on finding rest in Christ today by speaking to you on the subject, understanding your relationship with God. Let's pray. Father, I come before you as your servant. I ask that you speak through me and bless your people like never before. In Jesus' name. Amen. The Christian life is not a religious activity, but it's a relationship with God through his son Jesus. Now, most religions will have regulations and rituals because that is what religion does. Religion is full of do's and don'ts. But Christianity is not a religion. Christianity is a relationship with God through his son Jesus. Religion is man looking for God. Christianity is God looking for man. Religion paints God as a very difficult old man who had made difficult rules for mankind and is looking for an opportunity to punish you when you break those rules. That is religion. But Christianity portrays a loving God who has fallen in love with you and wants to relate with you. The foundation of Christianity is a relationship. If it does not exist, there is no Christianity. Are you here with me? There is no marriage if there is no relationship, a connection. A connection between the husband and the wife. So relationship is a connection. You know, like some of you come to church and then you see your friend there. Then you get excited and then you wave at that friend. They will say, we will meet after church. The fact that you saw that person, you are so excited and you can't wait for the service to be over. So you can go to that Omutio joint or the Tozavi joint. You see, that is a relationship, a connection. There are others you see in church that you don't feel anything. You don't feel anything. There's no emotions attached. It's just high, high. So that you don't even greet the person. Or there is no connection. Many people come to church and they have connection with their church but not connection with Christ. In fact, people preach their church more than they preach Christ. They tell you, come, come to our church and you will see they never say come to Jesus. Because they have such strong connection with their churches. Especially the traditional churches. You can have people who are very attached to these churches. Than they are attached to Christ. 
And eventually it's coming to the charismatic churches where people are truly attached to their churches than to the Christ of the church. In fact, there are people who are more attached to their pastors than Christ. Do you know that if I leave this church, I resign from this church because if I resign from this church when God calls me to do something else and you leave this church, it's because I failed to present Christ to you. I preached myself more to you. Are you here? Now, if you can buy me a car on my birthday, but you can't pay tight, I have preached myself to you, not Christ. Now, if you wait and so, daddy will be in the pulpit around 10.30, so I will go to church just around that time, I have preached myself to you, not Christ. You have more connection to me that you have to Christ. But Christianity is not about your pastor. Now, do you know that if a friend of yours is offended in this church and walks out of this church and you get into it and you also walk out of this church, you are more connected to that friend than to Christ. Are you here with me? Do you understand what I'm teaching you right now? Now, some people are more connected to their phones than to Christ. Now, as I'm preaching now, they are not writing my sermon down. They're actually on Facebook thinking that the same service you are watching, you are sitting here live, you are watching it on Facebook. No, it's because, you see, you are addicted to watching things on phone. That is why you are watching this service on phone whilst I'm preaching. Am I preaching? What are you doing watching this service on Facebook? When I'm here preaching, you have more connection to your phone than to Christ. That's why I'm preaching Christ, but your phone, your attention to your phone is stronger. I used to serve a man, and anytime he went to the bathroom, he would give me his clothes to iron. So by the time he got out of the bathroom, his clothes were ready. He was a pastor. One day, he forgot to give me his clothes. Whilst it was the bathroom. So I went to his wardrobe, got clothes, and ironed for him. When he came out, it was the same clothes he had in mind to wear. Then he said, Gideon, how did you know I was going to wear these clothes? From then on, he never selected clothes for me. I chose what he wore. And in 90% in, on the, most in the cases... It was the same clothes he wanted to wear. You know what? I served him so much that I had a connection with him. I could tell what he liked. Are you here with me? In the same way, if we truly have connection with God, have a strong relationship with God, you consistently know what God is looking for from you. And quickly, I want to show you at least seven relationships today. I can find over 30 relationships. But my focus today, I want to show you. Now, I've also taught you here that, you see, when you are raising a child and the child starts talking, sometimes you bring yourself to the child's level to talk. So if the child is looking for water, they say, Tata, Tata. Okay? When you are also going to give the child water, you say, Take Tata. 
No, so you bring yourself low to the level of the child so the child can hear you and understand you. My late sister, one of her nicknames was Tanti, Tanti. Because my brother's daughter, when she came from Germany, the baby was calling my big sister Tanti. So even when she grew up, she still called my big sister Tanti. And my big sister would say, hey, Ajua, come here, this is Tanti. You, you get it? She spoke Ajua's language. So sometimes God had to speak our language so that we can understand God. So there are things that God, the things that we know regularly around us, that God had deliberately compared himself to those things in order to define our relationship, our connection to him. And I want to share those things with you today. Next slide, please. The slide where the, the, the drawing is. I've already defined it. Okay. So I'm going to discuss these seven with you. But our focus is on the last one. Outside of, we are going to take communion. I'm going to try to finish it very soon. We are going to take communion. And I want to be with my wife. Now, now the men who don't celebrate their wives and do not want to be with their wives, you are, you are suspect. Yeah, you are suspect. Okay, so the father-child relationship in Malachi 1.6 the master-servant relationship in the same Malachi 1, 6. The husband-wife relationship in Isaiah 54, verse 5. The vine-branch relationship in John 15, verse 5. The friend-friend relationship in John 15, verse 14. The, commander, the commanding officer-soldier relationship in 2 Timothy 4, 2, verse 4. And then the shepherdship relationship in Psalm 23, from 1 to 6. Let me quickly conclude this. Let me quickly conclude this. So number one. Number one. The father-child relationship. He is not a distant God. He is not some, some kind of some village. I was going to buy lands in my, home, my own hometown to build the undergraduate department of Accra Business School. My intention is to take economic empowerment to my people in my village. And the land I wanted, they said that the pathway to the land is a shrine. And before I can pass there, they have to pour libation. And then it is the only road, if I buy the land, it is the only road to the place. And so they have to move the shrine. And to move the shrine, there must be some ceremonies. I said, you guys, you don't want economic empowerment. Thank you. <laughs> you don't want it. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you. Now, listen. If you saw that building, in fact, they were taking me to go and see the place. They go to a place, they, 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 they like, like seven times. I said, what are you doing? So I'm asking the the God's permission. I said, let's go back. <laughs> Which permission is that? You see, because of our fetish background, we see nobody in a village sees a fetish, sees a, an idol as a father. You see it as some mystic being that is there to punish 
and you go to make vows before that mystery, and if you break the vow, you are dead. That is the way many people see God. But in Christianity, he's a father. And you are his child. And I want to show you how, how it is when you are God's child. Now look, look at this. Malachi 1 verse 6. As, as, as a son honors his father and a slave his master. If I am a father, where is the honor due me? If I am a master, where is the respect due me? Says the Lord Almighty. The Lord said, I am a father. All I need from you is honor. All God needs from you to enjoy this relationship is just for you to honor God. You know how you feel when you are invited for a speech and prize giving day and you go and your son or daughter receives a, a prize. It's an honor for you. You go to the university and they mention with your friends and then they mention your daughter's name at graduation or your son's name at graduation and it's among the first class students. And the whole podium, the chancellor of the university, whoever is there now stands up. If the president is there, they stand up and your daughter walks that stage and everybody is standing and clapping for that daughter first class at Accra Business School. Wow, and that, that's what I you see. You are with your friends, and you feel like, Yeah, yeah, that is an honor. That is an honor. If your son decides to become a drug addict, that is a disgrace. The way we honor God is the, is the respect, the honor we bring to Him by our behaviors, by our achievements. Look at the way God called um, Satan over, over Job. And he said, have you considered my servant Job? God was boasting about Job to Satan. God wants to boast about you. He wants to tell someone, have you seen that my daughter? Have you seen that my son? My son, look at the glory he brings me. Look at the purity of his life. Look at the times he prays. Look at how he evangelizes. God wants you to honor him with your spiritual achievements. Are you here? Do you know there are some people in this church that have stopped commenting on their Facebook posts? Because the things they put there, if I comment, it brings dishonor to me. But there are others that I comment. Because when I comment, I'm proud to openly associate myself with them as their father. Openly. Why? They bring me honor. God wants to openly associate with you. Bring him honor. And let me show you the benefit that comes when, when God is your father. And this is not something you did for it to be established. Christ died for you. You accepted God. You accepted Christ. And God became your father. And look at this. Deuteronomy 1.31 And in the wilderness where you saw how the Lord your God carried you. Carried you as a man carries his son. All the way 
that you went until you came to this place. In the wilderness, you saw how God carried God says, You saw how I carried you, like a father carries his son. Who has a baby here? Anybody with a baby here? Or they've gone to children. Okay, bring me that baby. Gloria, bring me Theodore. That is David's Agos son. Wonders will never end. And his son is tall. So God says that in the wilderness, the most difficult times in your life, he carries you. He carries you. You see, now, let me tell you something. Some of you are crying because you are seeing the wilderness and the heat of the wilderness is hitting you. Let God just leave you to walk in it and you will see. God is carrying you like this. In every situation, difficult situation you find yourself in, that God sees you cannot walk, he carries you. It is the responsibility of a father to protect the child. When Kevin was a baby, Bobby and I and Kevin were coming from Latte in a trot row. And we had a flat tire whilst we were moving. And you know how it is? The car started turning here and there. I was carrying Kevin. I carried him into my bosom. And I was using my body to shield him. My head hit some metal. My shoulder hit something. Do you know when the car came, the car settled down, do you know Kevin was still sleeping? He didn't feel it because his father was carrying him. Please, by your bye-bye. Just thank you. I hear this baby can eat. And me, myself, I'm tired. But, but, but you see, listen. This relationship allows you to rest in the arms of God in the midst of difficult situation. I declare and I speak that no wilderness situation will bring tears to your eyes. May the God of this commission who is your father carry you in his arms. Every situation you find yourself in, may God carry you through. In the name of Jesus. It is done and it's established. Look at somebody tell the person God is carrying me through. Say God is carrying me through. Now number two, the second relationship listed is the master-servant relationship. The master-servant relationship. Next slide please. A son honors his father and a slave his master. If I'm a father, where is the honor due me? If I'm a master, where is the respect due me? I've had people come before me and their phones are ringing and they are not able to pick. Because they respect me. So where is the respect you have for God if worship is going on and you walk outside to listen to your phone? 
to pick a phone? Why is that respect when service is going on and you're on Facebook and you are WhatsApping? Hey, bro, I close church or you close your own. <laughs> and then you reply, hmm, Charlie, I the suffer, I can't see my pastor. He did talk, I know they close. The same one self, 50% be about in wife. Oh. And you are in church, yo. Oh. You are in church. Listen, respect God as your master. At one point, he is your father. At some point, he is your master. Come before him with a certain amount of fear. When my house stops, when they are on phone and my phone comes through, they cut you and respond to me. It's honor. It's respect. When I'm not home, even if I come midnight, my house staff, nobody sleeps. They wait for me. And you are sitting here, God is talking to you, you are sleeping. But you know, a good servant can ride horses while sons walk. Joshua was not a son of Moses. So where were the children of Moses when the mantle was passed on to Joshua? God, Joshua was a good servant. Serve God and he will honor you. Okay. Number three, I'm preaching a very short sermon. The husband-wife relationship. Now, all of you know that I love marriage. But that's why young people are marrying here. That's the grace upon us. And every young person will marry here. And you will have a very good marriage. And your marriages will work. And you will have many children. Minimum of seven children per couple. Those of you who, feel, who think that you are finished giving birth, I'm going to pray to God. The Father, give them some surprise children. When mommy got pregnant with Titibia, she was crying. Honey, because Nana, Nana was just some few months old, like six months or four months, and she got pregnant with Titibia, and she was crying. Honey, what am I going to tell the church? Look at this. I said, why? Is anybody paying your fees? Anybody taking care of you? Then I came and announced it in church. That mommy and I are expecting another child. And people know how mommy suffered before having Nana, what she went through. So everybody was surprised. I saw the face of Honorable Ita clapping. He said, <laughs> They were amazed, this man of God. Are you praying or playing? <laughs> but today, mommy sees the VIF. Wow. It's a baby girl. Oh. Hmm. It's a baby girl. So some of you must have some pension children. It's going to help you. And every woman here, you will have your children. There will not be a barren woman in this church. There will not be a barren man in this church. The Lord will visit you. 
the mandate and the anointing on this church is successful marriages, strong families, functional families, godly children in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, this relationship is a very important relationship between God and the Christian. And let me read these scriptures very soon, very quickly. Isaiah 54 verse 5. For your maker is your husband. God is not some judge sitting somewhere to punish you. He says, I am your husband. Now, now, listen. Women who have not had the fortunate experience of marrying good men, you will not understand this. It's just like people who are not raised by good fathers, you don't understand how God is your father. But if you had a husband who is caring and loving, you will truly appreciate this. For your maker is your husband. The Lord Almighty is his name. The Holy One of Israel is your Redeemer. He is called the God of all the earth. He is your husband. Are you here with me? God brings another dimension. He has a certain relationship. And this is a love relationship. Love relationship. And here are the keys to enjoying rest in this relationship. Ephesians 5, 22 and 25. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. So, so every Christian must submit yourself to the Lord. And you know what submission means? It means a clash of wills. When your will and my will clashes, and you decide. And that is a secret between me and mommy. In 90% of our decision making, anytime there's a clash of wheels, mommy has said, well, you are the man. Move on. And this is biblical. But you know what? When you are a man and a woman submits to you and your decisions are wrong, she now takes over. Every time you are allowed to make a decision, you end, you end up creating problems for the family. The woman will take over. So sometimes there are things that I tell mommy, tell her, I want to do this. So honey, I am with you. I say, you're not even listening to what I'm going to do. You say, whatever you do, I will support it. She's seen years of consistent, dis effective decision making. And she believes it. But you, can, you should be able to trust God. If my wife can trust me with a, with a future and the future of her children and give me that liberty to make choices on behalf of the family and can submit to me even if it's against her will because she believes I will take them somewhere from where we have come from. She believes I can still take them somewhere. Then what about you and God? You should be able to submit your will to God. Many are the plans in the heart of a man, but the purpose of God shall prevail. Sometimes the reason why you struggle and you fight and you are struggling is because your plans are clashing with the purpose of God for your life and you are not letting God have his way. You are not letting God have his way. I mentioned to you the amount of money we used in buying two houses here and breaking them down and bringing in this tent could have bought us a whole city in certain communities. Yet God said, I brought you here, stay here. Don't go anywhere, stay here. We submit to his will. And he works wonders in our lives. 
rest comes when you know that these things I am doing, I have heard from God and I'm doing it because the Lord told me and I believe it and I'm working it. You are not afraid. The storms will come, but you know that God told me. I heard from God. Sometimes the things that God will tell you, tomorrow I'm having a Zoom meeting with my pastors and I'm talking to them on unfamiliar paths. Unfamiliar paths. Because next month, the number eight is new beginning. It's a month of influence and new beginning. And sometimes God will take you through a path that you have not imagined, you have not thought about. But you know that this is God doing something. And you just want to allow him to have his way. And let him have his way. You must build that connection with God to know that this is what God wants me to do. And you do it and you can see God working. I was telling someone eh, that when God created the heavens and the earth and made that garden and put it, Adam and Eve in, God knew that they could not take care of the entire garden. But God gives you an assignment knowing that the assignment is bigger than you so that he can do it through you. Whatever I do, God does it through me. Well, whatever I am doing, I know God asked me to do it. And therefore, he does it through me. I remember when this church was young, and one day I came to church and only two people came. I was really panicking. I said, Lord, this is over. This church is just collapsing, and it is over. And then in my prayer, he said to me, well, I said I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail. Are you building a church? If you are building this church, then the gates of hell shall prevail. But if I am building this church, then the gates of hell shall not prevail. And I said, Lord, take over and build your church. Just surrender everything to him. Ask him to have his way. Ask him, Father, is this your will? When we're growing, this is a tree song. You might not get it. But it was a very popular song. Adibi Arami Yeno. Asembi Aramika. Enka. If you want to enjoy rest, submit to the Lord. Come to that garden of Gethsemane and pray the same prayer Jesus prayed. He said, Lord, let this cup pass over me. Yet not my will, but your will. You must come to that place where you are making choices based on God's will, not on your will. You must come to that place. You do you know the eagle? You will see a lot of birds flapping and moving. And you see the eagle perched on the tallest tree or the highest mountain. And other birds, the vultures will be flapping. All the other birds will be flapping. Because the eagle has an ability to sense air current moving. And the eagle waits. And the current gets to where it is. And the eagle jumps into the air and all he has to do is to open his wings so eagles don't flap they soar so you see when you know the will of god and you understand the move of the spirit you don't flap you soar are you here with me and i see somebody within the next 21 days you are going to soar 
you may see people flapping and they are, seems to be moving ahead but you are waiting for the next move of God you are waiting for the wind of God to blow you are waiting for a move of the spirit and you will see yourself soaring am I hearing that the spirit of the Lord is saying that the last is about to be the first I hear the Lord is telling me the last is about to be the first I see a move of his spirit I see a move of his spirit I see a strong wind blowing towards your direction I see a wind blowing towards your direction if you are the one I'm talking to your amen will be better than everyone it's a prophetic word upon you it's a prophetic word upon you in a month of rest a wind is blowing the struggles will be over. You will have effortless success because you are allowing his wind to blow. If you ask me, how did you get here? I can't tell you. But I know that I waited upon him and his wind blew. They that wait upon the Lord shall mount up on wings like the eagle. Hallelujah okay quick divine branch relationship divine branch relationship these are things that happen automatically when you get born again but if you lack knowledge about it you will perish you must know it and work it now look john 15 verse 5 i am the vine you are the branches I am the vine. You are the branches. You did not do anything to become a branch. It is just a decree, a word, a spiritual truth. I am the vine. And you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you tell me the efforts you are making to allow your blood to flow in you, then I can say you can do something. But what did you do for your blood to flow in you? Right now, your heart has been beating. I am 54 now. My heart has been beating for 54 years. Non-stop. Even in my sleep, the heart continued to beat. Without me, you can do nothing. Without him, this heart will not beat. Without him, your heart will not beat. I am 54. My eyes continue to see. Go and check your car's eye. The car is only like five years. Dust has filled the, this thing. You have to change the... Your, engine, your car engine is made up of metals. And your heart is made up of flesh. But my heart has been beating for 54 years. My, even a new car's engine after 10 years becomes weak. Without him, you can do nothing. What it means that with him, you can do all things. With him, you can do all things. And hear this, hear this. He's the vine and you are a branch. What it means is this. Do you know that the branch of a tree is that which bears fruit, not the tree itself? Which bears fruit. Now your fruit bearing is determined by your connection, that your relationship with Christ. Let me tell you something. The reason why I believe 
that you will be the greatest person ever born in your family is because of this relationship. Very soon, God will do things through you and with you and everybody will be amazed because they know, they know that naturally you do not have that capacity to make those things happen. I speak that because you are a branch of the vine, which is Christ, very soon, everybody will see your fruitfulness. In the name of Jesus, I declare, I speak, may you bear fruit in every aspect of your life. But hear me, the key is abide in him and let him abide in you. Build a stronger relationship with him. Have a connection with him and you will bear fruit. Even in your old age, if you build this relationship with him, you will bear fruit much bigger than the previous years. I declare this upon you. I see your business bearing fruit. I see your womb bearing fruit. I see your labor bearing fruit. I see your family bearing fruit. I see your ministry bearing fruit. I see your spiritual life bearing fruit. I see every aspect of your life bearing fruit. I prophesy financial fruitfulness. Fruitfulness from every aspect of your life. Can I tell you something? Sometimes God takes you out of some places because you are a branch of a weaker tree. And so your fruit, you think you are earning fruit. You think you are seeing fruit. But until he takes you and then crafts you to himself. And he begins to supply the energies. What you need to bear fruit, you will think you are doing well. Don't panic if God, if you are plucked from a certain tree. Because God is encrafting you unto himself. You will bear fruit. And you will bear fruit in season and out of season. You will bear fruit in season and out of season. I am a prophet of God and I'm speaking into your life. From today, you will bear fruit in season and out of season. In the name of Jesus. You are part of a vine who branches bear fruits and lives over walls. I declare, I speak into your life that from today you will bear fruit in season and out of season. May this spiritual truth about you manifest in your life. You are connected to the vine. And there will be manifestation of this connection in the name of Jesus. There will be manifestations of this connection in the name of Jesus. There will be manifestations of this connection in the name of Jesus. Number, number six. Number five. The friend-friend relationship. The friend-friend relationship. You are my friends if you do what I command you. John 15 verse 14. 
You are my friends if you do what I command you. When I'm coming, so I have very, very close friends. Very close friends who come to watch football with me and eat fufu with me. And I have acquaintances and casual friends who need to follow certain protocol to come to my house. And I have different halls in my house. And some people can even come up to the point of being in my attic with me. Some people can even eat from the same bowls with me. Jesus said, you are that kind of friend. You are a friend of God. Can you imagine? The cross allows you to be a friend of God. To be a friend of God. And that is a spiritual recognition. Can you imagine? Suddenly, I've had people calling me when the vice president came to my house. We didn't know you were you were a friend to the vice president. Can you do this? Can you do that? You see, some friendship brings you to certain levels. Can you imagine that God is your friend? So when some people walk away from your life, let them go. Tell them that even God, even God needs me. How much more you? Are you here? So bye-bye. No, don't say bye to me, man. What? what? Okay, now, number six. So, concluding the sermon now. The commanding officer-soldier relationship. The commanding officer-soldier relationship. Next slide, please. Second Timothy 2, verse 4. No one serving as a good soldier gets entangled in civilian affairs, but rather tries to please his commanding officer tries to please his commanding officer. Jesus is our commanding officer. We are soldiers. We are serving soldiers. We are not retired soldiers. We are serving soldiers. Now, do you know why soldiers have barracks? Because they are not supposed to be mingling with civilians. Their duty is to defend the country they serve. We serve the kingdom of God. You must become a defender of the kingdom. You cannot go to places where people are criticizing. People can defend their pastors more than they can defend their, 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 the, the, the Lord. You must be a defender of the truth. Finally, then we take our communion. Pastors, can you just get the communion ready? The shepherdship relationship. The shepherdship relationship. This is one of the most important relationships. Psalm 23. I'm reading the whole of that psalm. And then we close. The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. You know why? Because it's the duty of the shepherd to make provisions for the sheep. I pray that may you never lack anything. The Lord is your shepherd. May you never lack anything. I said, the Lord is your shepherd. May you never lack anything. In the name of Jesus. He makes me. He makes me. Lie down in green pastures. What a rest. You know what that means? In the Bible days. In Palestine. In, um, in Palestine. Where the scripture was written. You will usually not find 
green pastures. It's a dry land, parched land. And green, uh, green, this thing, during the rainy season, were only few. But even that one, the sheep was always under threat. Because while the sheep has bad is down and is eating, a lion may come in. But here, it connotes that God will provide abundance for you. And when he has provided abundance, he will ensure that you will enjoy it because he will be there to protect you. I pray for you. That may God take you from every dry land and bring you to the place of abundance. May you lie down in green pastures. May you have access to green pastures. From today, may your marriage lie down in green pastures. May your finances lie down in green pastures. May your business lie down in green pastures. May your family have access to green pastures. In the name of Jesus. He leads me beside quiet waters. Beside quiet waters. I pray let the storms be over. Amen. Let the stormy waters subside. When may the waters be quiet for you. Amen. In the name of Jesus. He refreshes my soul. May you begin to have that healing. May you begin to have that healing. He guides me along the path of righteousness. For his name's sake. Every path that is leading you astray. I pray for you. May the Lord order yourselves today. In the name of Jesus. Even though I walk through the darkest valley. I will fear no evil. Because you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. The shepherd will be with you. In the name of Jesus. You prepare a table before me. In the presence of my enemies. This is where the lions and the bears will be around. But they can't come near you. And you will be enjoying, you will be grazing. And the shepherd will have a stick waiting for the lion. May the Lord prepare a table before you. In the presence of your enemies. May your enemies see the way the Lord has blessed you. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. I pray fresh oil upon you. And as we end this month of rest. And you are entered into the month of influence. May your cup run over. May your cup run over. Surely your goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life and i will dwell in the house of the lord forever you will not backslide nobody can take you from the house of the lord you are forever established here your children are established in the house of the lord they will be like green olive trees in the house of the lord in the name of jesus goodness and mercies will follow you out of this church today and for the rest of the days of your life goodness and message shall follow you in the name of jesus in the name of jesus it is done it's established if we believe give him the loudest praise